And let's see if we have my friend and my brother, uh, Dr. Larry Waldtower, with tonight's edition of Suffering in Silence. Uh, Dr. Larry W. Waldtower, are you there, sir? Okay, I'm, 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 I'm getting just a tad bit concerned and trying to find out why uh, I am not hearing from my friend, Dr. Waltower. Let me try this again. Uh, Dr. Larry Waltower, are you there? Okay, uh, I'm I'm assuming he can't hear me, but I I can hear him. Uh, I know that he has a guest on the line tonight. Area code three three six, last four digits seven zero eight five. Can you hear me? I can hear you. This is Doctor Tobias Legrone. Hey, can you hear me, man? Please, I can hear you crystal clear, loud and clear. I tell you, I am thankful, blessed. I'm privileged. I'm honored that you are here. I am trying my very best. I see uh, that we have Dr. Uh, Waltower on the line, but somewhere along the line, I am not getting hit. You know what? I, I tell you what, technology, why don't, you, why don't you do this for me, doctor? Why don't you go ahead and I know that uh, Dr. Waltower has his, uh, his way of transitioning into things, but I'm going to officially uh, uh, say welcome to the GMAP Broadcast Network. Welcome to the program Suffering in Silence. And uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to our broadcast network family. Why don't you do me a favor and, and, and simply go ahead and simply introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Tell us where you're from. And just give us a little feedback on how far God has brought you up to this very day. Can you do that for me, sir? Yes, sir. It's my honor to be on. I thank God for Dr. Waltower. And I thank God for my uh, colleague, uh, Dr. Janique washington uh, Walker, who introduced us. Uh, I'm a, uh, a native of Mississippi. I am in Greensboro, North Carolina now. I'm a clinical pastoral psychotherapist in private practice, uh, also an addiction psychotherapist. I have been pastoring for 33 years, and my journey has been a journey of uh, we walk by faith, not by sight. I thought that when I finished high school, in 1986, that I was going to be the next Johnny Cochran. I was going to go <laughs> to college and finish then law school. Then I was going to go to the courtroom. And um, after I finished undergrad at Jackson State University, the Lord led me to seminary and then to do uh, doctoral work and clinical pastoral counseling, then postdoctorate work. And, uh, and my heart is, is in helping people. And Dr. Waltower um, uh, was given a copy of my book by uh, Dr. Uh, Walker, uh, Waiting for My Water to Break, How to Give Birth to Your God-Designed Destiny. <laughs> and I was asked to come on tonight to talk a little bit about what does it mean to hope? What does it mean to have hope? So many people are suffering in silence, and I think that that suffering is rooted in that people have lost hope. Yeah. Wow. My God, my God. You know what? You have already— uh, uh, you've already shared your testimony. You've already preached to us tonight because it's serious how people are truly suffering in silence. And I kid you not, Dr. Waltower is going to uh, 
uh, uh, really have an opportunity to expound on some of the things that you've already uh, touched base on this evening. I see that he is on the line, but for whatever reason, I'm not hearing his uh, uh, his audio. Let me try again. Dr. Waltower, are you able to connect? Are you on the line at this time, sir? All right. So, again, we are unable uh, to hear his voice. And I kid you not, you know what? Let me let me ask you this, uh, Doc. Let me ask you this. Um, uh, I know that all of us, we go through challenges. We we go through trying times. We we go through those segments in our life to where I don't know about you, but me, I simply wanted to throw my hands up. I was I was literally preaching, speaking and teaching in the pulpit. But at the same time, I was struggling. I was I was suffering with some issues that I didn't want anybody to know about. Can you tell our viewers and listeners this evening a little bit how you came from that time in your life where you were struggling, where you were suffering, where you had to try to adapt to those challenges that you were facing, but yet continue to move forward to speak, preach, and teach the Word of God. Can you share that with our viewers and listeners tonight? Yes, sir. Um, growing up uh, in Mississippi, there was a show that used to come on called uh, uh, The Wild Kingdom. Uh, there was an old insurance company, Mutual of Overhaul, Wild Kingdom. And lions or tigers would corner antelopes are some type of weirder beast. Do you remember that show, my yes, friend? Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My God, you you still have to stop taking this back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm aging myself here. I'm aging myself. Yes, sir. And, 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 and the way the animals would defend themselves, whether it would be zebras, wildebeest, uh, or, or antelope, they would turn their backs to one another with all of their faces facing outward. Mm. Mm, and the right. pre- and the and the predator would look, and the predator, be it the lion, the tiger, the cheetah, would would look and wait, because the predator knew, the enemy knew that I cannot rush them because they are unified, they are solidified, they have their eyes on me. Yeah. But what the enemy was waiting for. Was he was waiting for one of them, one of the animals, to feel so isolated and scared until they broke out from the pack. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the one that broke away from the pack is the one that became isolated and became prey for the predator and became devoured. And many times, it has time, my times in ministry where I felt like that, hey, it's hopeless that I'm tired, those are the times that I had isolated myself. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody cares. And that is a trick of the enemy. I I got a text. I know that our doctor, uh, that they could they could hear us, but 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 but, but we can't hear that. That Doctor Waltower can hear us, and Doctor Janique can hear us. But but, 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 but oh, there he is. We hear you call. Oh, 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 wait, wait a minute. Let let me do this right then, because see, you know what? I didn't. I, 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 I just didn't know I was going to be required and recommended to be the host tonight. But now that we got Doctor Waltower, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, I love it when I can do this. Uh, it's, it's my friend and my brother every Thursday night here on the GMAP Broadcast Network. As you can tell, we are filled with excitement. Dr. Waltower, it's honor 
it's a privilege and a blessing to have you on board tonight. We got the praise party started, even though you were uh, uh, trying to be attacked by the enemy. But right now, we know that the enemy doesn't stand a chance against the God we serve. So, ladies and gentlemen, Hallelujah. boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, please put your hands together and let's welcome the doctor himself, Dr. Larry T. Waltower! Hey, that's no. hey, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, don't, don't do me like that. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Dr. Larry Walthour, coming to you live from the broadcasting booth here in York, Pennsylvania. And I got here live and in charge with us on tonight, Dr. Junique Walker and her husband, Brother Fred Walker. And thank you so much, Kevin, for holding it down. Amen. Man, how things in Chi-Town? Man, please, it's beautiful here inside and outside. You know what that means? It's beautiful on the heart in the inside and it's just as beautiful on the outside based on what god has blessed us with and what people see it's a gorgeous day in the windy city and we are blessed to have you on board for this rendition of suffering in silence god bless you my brother it's good to hear your voice man i'm excited to hear what you and your guests have in store for us on tonight Bless you, Doc, man. Always a pleasure to be on the GMAT One Broadcasting Network, the number one Christian uh, motivational platform planet on the, the platform network. And we are live 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthour, and this is Suffering in Silence. And I have with us on tonight uh, Dr. Janique Walker and uh, Brother Fred Walker. Uh, and we have our guests all the way from, uh, I think, North Carolina, Dr. Tobias Le Legron, I want to make sure I get the name right. What's up, Doc? Hey, Doc, how you doing, sir? God bless you. I, I was praying. I said, Lord, open up those lines of communication so he can get on. Amen. Amen. Man, Doc, you're, from from your mouth to God is, and God answered prayer. So, so Doc, you got the you, you got the direct line, man. I was listening to your conversation, man, about uh, how the enemy when he attacked animals and wild kingdom. Doc, you're telling on yourself. I remember Mutual of Omaha, Wild Kingdom. I used to tune in every weekend. So, Doc, I can definitely relate. Well, thank you so much for tuning in uh, and joining us from North Carolina. And uh, this is the pro this is the uh, broadcast, man. We just talk about suffering and silence and how God gives us victory over the vicissitudes of life, over the journey of depression, and that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Uh, Doc, I want you to talk a little bit about your book. I know you have a book, and I have... Uh, one of your greatest ambassadors with us here, uh, Dr. Walker, and she's going to introduce herself as well, as well as Brother Fred Walker. Uh, we have an event going on in the city called Hope Fest, and uh, we're getting excited about that. Well, as a matter of fact, we're already excited, and uh, we just want to uh, have a candid conversation, man. Tell us a little bit about your book and, and, uh, and your ministry. Hello to Brother Fred and, and, and doc, Dr. Janique, and um, I pastor at Soul House Christian Fellowship here in Greensboro, North Carolina. I am uh, a clinical pastoral psychotherapist uh, specializing in uh, addiction psychotherapy and um, just trying to help God, God's people. Um, when I look at my own experience, the book was birthed. Uh, the name of the book is Waiting for My Water to Break, How to Give Birth to Your God-Designed Destiny. And Dr. Walter, growing up in uh, Mississippi, very small town, Nellington, Mississippi, um, very small high school. Uh, there were 47 graduates in my senior class. And uh, um, that was a large class for that year. So when you're in a, in a small town, small environment, uh, in some cases, the expectations for who you can become and will become are very limited. 
So battling uh, depression, battling low expectations, and knowing that God had more inside of me. And, and, and so it has been a journey in terms of learning to be pregnant with expectation, but knowing that only God determines when your water breaks. So when mm-hmm. a, a woman is pregnant, she has no control over when her water breaks. And, and the hope I, I would like to inspire people tonight, that you are born on purpose, you are born for purpose, you are born with purpose. Mm-hmm. And don't allow society to define you through commercialism, through uh, masks or personas, by addresses, by, by, by vehicles. Your being, you are created by the God of the universe, and God created you for specific purposes and destinies that only you can fulfill. When we become yes, sir. When we become hopeless, we allow the enemy to isolate us. And going back to the imagery of the wild kingdom, as long as 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 as, as that that group was unified, looking at that that lion, that tiger, that cheetah, that was a sense of security. But when they broke away from the pack, that is the one that the enemy pounced upon. Wow. That's a powerful insight, man. I want to interject uh, Dr. Walker and Fred in the conversation so that their voices can be heard. Uh, Dr. Walker, also, I, I know you've been talking about, we've been talking about uh, the, the pitfalls of depression and how it, it's a uh, spiritual battle yeah. that uh, the enemy attacks our mind and, and as a man think it's so easy. Uh, talk to our audience a little bit about some of the ways that they can overcome uh, the mental anguish of depression when the enemy attacks. Yes, um... I think uh, first is to understand self-awareness, having an understanding of where, where you are in your emotional state, and then reaching out to someone, not isolating yourself, keeping to yourself, letting someone know. Because if you share, then that's another step for you to move forward to address the issue. So you got to share your story. You got to share your story. You have to let someone know. If you recognize that something's not right within yourself, share it because that's step number one. So how do you how do you come that to that sense of realization? Because many times you don't know you have a problem until you realize you have a problem. And uh, as a survivor of depression, I oftentimes say to people, "I didn't realize I was depressed until I was depressed until I realized I was depressed." Right. Uh, what are some of the things, the the, the triggers, the, the the indicators that a person may be able to identify? Uh, in terms of them maybe needing a therapist or dealing with depression? Yes, yes, yes. So you can feel down about something. You feel sad for a long period of time. Um, you wake up in the morning and have a lack of motivation. Mm. You can lose interest in the things that used to bring you joy. Wow. You can feel a self of um, disdain and dissatisfaction. Um, you can feel a self of, you know, honestly, a sense of hopelessness. Um, and it could be... Depression can be so unique for for individual people, but I know a lot of folks say, man, I didn't realize it. I just walked into it, but it can be a slow decline. A gradual. A slow, gradual decline. Wow, wow. And so we have to be cognitive of those indicators. Yes. And people around us need to to be able to identify those indicators as well. Do you think sometimes we're so in tune to our own lives that we are not aware 
of the, the depressions or the struggles of others? I would agree so. I would think so. Yeah. It's, how many times have you run into people where they were suffering and challenged by feelings of depression and people in their own household didn't realize it? But I believe that there's a, some, there are some who are good at hiding it. Wow. Who are okay with wearing a mask. Wow. We wear the mask. Yes. We yes. wear the mask. Wow. That is that is that is insightful. Uh Dr. Tobias, you was talking about uh being being birthed with expectation and that God has purpose and God has uh purpose uh for us, in us and through us. Uh talk about some of the things that maybe you're doing in, in North Carolina to, to give that message of hope and purpose to a generation that have really lost hope. Piggybacking on what Dr. Walker just said, uh, and I integrate uh, pastoral psychotherapy and pastoral psychology into my cognitive uh, clinical practice. When you look at depression and wearing the mask, the story of the woman at the wheel, that's one of the chapters in the book. It's called Pregnant Purpose at a Dry Wheel. Hmm. This this woman was hiding in plain sight. She would go to the well at the hottest part of the day in order to avoid engaging and interacting with other people because of the depressed shame she was living with. But Jesus said, I have need to go through that region. And the way Jesus brings her out of, of that depressed state is that Jesus undoes what the enemy has done. John 10 and 10 tells us, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is a scripture that can be applied directly to what it means to be depressed. And and I'm very public about my bouts of depression and the dynamics uh, uh, through through, through, through my, 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 on both, on both my parent, my father and mother's side of family members dealing with depression. The Greek word here for thief is kleptos. If a thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, if the thief kills me, what is there left to kill? What is there left to steal and destroy? And I, and I, and I always wonder, Jesus, why, did, why does Jesus tell this story? And, and this is why it's in this order. The thief, Kleptus, is in means embezzler, false teacher, the one who takes away our confidence. Wow. What, Satan is, what Satan is the master of is stealing our faith that God loves us and that God loves us unconditionally. So what does that do? That immediately isolates us. So the thief comes to embezzle, to give a lie, to steal our confidence that God loves us. Amen. Then wow. to, to kill. Once the thief has, has stolen that confidence, now the thief kills our hope because if I no longer believe that God loves me for God so loved the world that God gave his only begotten son for me, if I no longer have that faith that God loves me unconditionally, that kills my hope that my life will change and get better because instead of believing God is for me, I have the misbelief that God is against me. Wow. 
Well, for the people, listen, listen. Go ahead, go ahead, sir. Yes, sorry. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> for those who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter, and we have here in the broadcasting booth Dr. Janique Walker. We have our brother Fred Walker, and we have uh, Dr. Tobias um, LaRue. LaGro, all the way from, uh, from North Carolina. Thank you so much for sharing your voice, man. Uh, if you want to tune in tonight, if you want to call in, I'm sorry, the call-in information is area code 302-202-1110. That's 302-202-1110. When you dial in, hit the access code 538-661, and we will be able to tune you into this conversation, hear your voice, take your question and make you a part of this discussion. This is your host, Dr. Larry Walthour, and we got live and in the broadcasting booth, Dr. Walker, Brother Fred Walker, and Pastor Tobias, all the way from uh, North Carolina. Continue talking, uh, Doc, what you're talking about, stealing, killing, and destroying. And so the enemy steals, steals, and kills. Steals my faith that God loves me, kills my hope that my life will change, and once the enemy kills and steals, he does, Satan doesn't have to destroy my life. I destroy my own life by making choices as if, as if there is no God. Mm-hmm. I destroy my own life by believing the lies of the devil that God doesn't love me. Because when we go back to John 10 and 10, Jesus says this, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I am come, coming from the ancient Hebrew, a go, a me, I am in God, God is in me. I am come that they may have what? Life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Now watch this shift. Now shifting back to the woman at the well. The woman at the well, Jesus asked her, give me a drink. And she said, how is it that you, a Jew, can ask me, a woman of Samaria, for a drink? The enemy has isolated her. I am not, exactly. even, the, I'm not even worthy of being asked of a drink of water from a Jew. This is how the enemy tricks us. But Jesus mm-hmm. answered her and said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked me, and I would have given you living waters. Sometimes we can allow the pain of our past wounds to block us from the blessings that God is placing at our door. The woman was hard and abrasive with Jesus, but he did not allow her emotional hurt to stop him from seeing the value of her God-designed destiny. And that's what wow. helps people break out of depression, that you have value, that there's always hope, that God look. If you had been the only person in the world, the scripture would have read, for God so loved Bill, for God so loved Susie, for God so loved Fred, for God so loved Janice, for God so loved Larry, for God so loved Patricia, that God gave his only begotten son that Larry would have everlasting life. God's love is so magnanimous for us that God loves us that deeply. Don't ever allow the enemy to convince you that God does not love you because God gave the best that God had to give, his only begotten son. And and, and the way we break out break out of that that that, that break out of that depressive state, of course we need professional help. 
know, de- dealing with the cognitive, you know, behavior therapy, psychodynamic, psychoanalytic, dealing with professional help. But, but also we must have a sense of value of ourselves. We must value ourselves. Hope springs eternal. David said, why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Hope in God. There's a song that says sometimes you have to encourage yourself. And Amen, Doc. Right Listen, there. man, I know you can go, but we got other folk in the conversation. I want to bring Fred yes, in. Uh, uh, so this is a dialogue, so we want to make sure that we have equal conversation. Fred, I know, yes, man, sir. that uh, your background, Doc, you you really – uh, taking a passion uh, with the community. Uh, hope Fest is coming up, and you're about really giving people hope. You've been on the broadcast before, man, sharing your story about growing up in Philadelphia, how you met your wife. Talk, talk to our, because your story is so practical. You know, so many times as preachers, as, as professionals, um, we sometimes become non-personal to the general public. Right. But you have such a personal, relational uh, story, man. Talk a little bit about um, your struggles in life, uh, you you had to make some choices. You fought depression. Uh, and in the midst of all the challenges, man, God brought you to a place of holiness. Uh, and I want them to hear your voice, man. Share your story. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So it's Fred Walker um, from, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, my struggle my, my, my struggle started when I first, um, you know, just being in, in a, a home that wasn't, it, it was a, a broken home. I had just one mom, um, and uh, so that's when my my hopelessness started started kind of fading in. And uh, at that point, I started understanding that I had to, like Dr. LeBron said, it was there were things that were taken from me that gave me that feeling of hope, uh, gave me that feeling of hopelessness. So you know, and and restoring that, I just started believing in myself, getting a spiritual connection. You know, I can't you know kind of revert back to the different things that occurred during that time frame, but, you know, doors started opening and, and people started kind of coming to me, started going to church. That gave me a sense of, you know, we went to a church on 22nd of Lehigh. Um, it was called Bible Bible Tabernacle. Went to that, that church, and uh, that's when I really started seeing the world for what it was, the people for what it was. So, you know, some of my struggles, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of talk about um, and, and in some aspects, but I can feel and understand from the community aspect of being some of these kids. That's why it's so relatable for me. I understand being in those broken homes. I understand, you know, being at the basketball course all day. So I understand all that. So I, I relate to them in a different way because they can see it. They can understand it. And I can, I can see it in them. I, um, I just ran into Dorian, one of our people that we mentor, and, um, you know, started looking at his life and how we helped him. You know, he's working at Rudders now and um, he's riding a bike. And, you know, he was just like, he felt great because of the way that we stepped in. So that's the same thing that I, you know, the same way people step into my life at that church is the same way we want to step into these people like in our community, in our church. And it's just great to see that he, his whole face was different. You know, he was one of those cast pastors that sat in one of the rooms. I remember and, that. And just had to held his head down a little bit. But, yeah, man. You know, now he was walking tall. You know, he felt proud. He has a sense of, 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 of hope. He has a sense of direction. We gave, you know, we helped him with his first driver's test. You know, all yeah. those things that gave him those tools and, and helped him, you know, move on in life. Now, I was thinking about the work that the, that you all do, the Community Street Soldiers, and connecting it back to Dr. LeBron's concept of how um, the enemy, like the, the steal, the kill, and destroy, and the stealing and killing is about um, taking away confidence and then uh, removing hope, and then afterwards you're just desperate because your your mind, once the enemy has your mind, the powers and the tongue and your mind, 
it, you you just become self-destructive. And thinking about some of our children out there, our young people who are struggling with all of these pressures, the traumas that they're dealing with every single day, um, you know, it's it, it's a challenge for them. They've been broken, or it appears as if they've been broken, or they've accepted this mentality that they are, and we as a community have to work hard to help restore them and encourage them. I think they don't even know what they're going through. They have, yeah. you know, at, at that age, yeah, you don't really, you don't really grasp everything that's going on until you become older, until you talk to somebody, until mm -hmm. you understand what are these feelings and emotions that I'm getting. So, you know, a lot of times we have to educate them and help them understand. And in our culture, of course, talking to somebody wasn't an option. Right. You know, as right. we got older, we started understanding that. Right. You know, and we had to help some of these kids break that phase and be comfortable. You know, we go out here and we walk and we see these kids. Sometimes they don't want to open up, but it's that that relationship that you, that trust that you have to have with them, and that's a big that's a big major part of it. And then and then they'll once you have that trust with them, then you can help them understand and troubleshoot what they're going through and help them see the light. So, you know, a lot of it, they don't even know what they're going through. I think one of the more important things about this story is that uh, from John chapter four is that Jesus met the woman where she was. Right. Um, and that goes back to what you're talking about. And I think uh, with depression, you, you got to be sensible and sensitive to where people are. Um, and, and, and Jesus led that woman to a place of, of brokenness, to a place of wholeness because he met her uh, exactly where she was and engaged her to come out of the situation that she was in. Had she not met Christ, she would have never come out of that situation. And that is the miracle of the turnaround. But we have, we have a question here uh, um, uh, from one of our listeners, and they're asking uh, about the, um, about the, uh, the formula, steal, kill, and destroy. The question is, uh, uh, let me let me look it up here. Oh man! Oh, um, what is the process to overcoming the enemy's steal, kill, and destroy method? Uh, if you're dealing with that that attack, that that steal, that kill, that destruction, and Dr. Tobias, you can also chime in. What what is the process of countering that? What is the counterattack to that methodology? Uh, we we we'll stay right with John chapter four and and. I would like to connect it with what Brother Fred just said. Uh, he talked about a young man named Dorian. Letting people know that they have value, that you are not by yourself, and seeing the value in a person. In, in John 4, is Jesus tells this woman, God is a spirit, and those who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. This literally means to be truthful. It means to break free from all self-deceit. You become totally honest and transparent with yourself that this is where I am. This is who I am. And I am enough for me. I, I am enough. I am, I am enough as a human being. I am loved by God. Now, those landmines that have been planted in my psyche 
that tells me that I'm not enough, or uh, abuse relationships I may have gone through, or uh, failures or poor choices I may have made in the past. That's where professional help comes in to help us to navigate, you know, dysfunctional families, poor choice. But in at the end of the day, God does not God Jesus did not wait for the woman at the well to get it all together. He met her right where she was. Exactly. And that, right and that's and, and yes, yes, yes. And and that's that, that's paramount. I think many times we we miss that, and that, and that is the first step of connect of, of connection. You gotta you gotta engage people where they are in life, and sometimes that means that you gotta come down to their level. They may be at a place that you may have graduated from, but you gotta go back to that place, that Jericho moment, to bring them up to a high place, which is Jerusalem. I think Fred wanted to chime in. Yeah, so I was, I, you know, I was thinking that yes, we you know we go down to where they're at, but a lot of times I think in the generation that we're in now, a lot of a lot of kids that's going through that can't really they feel like they can't talk to people because they're going to get embarrassed they feel like you know somebody's going to say something about who they are so i I would say to those people on that listener you know and i know it sounds you know cliches but i know that as i started getting connection with god and started praying and started saying things and started understanding how you know you have to let let it out like dr j said earlier you have to just have that conversation with God and let her, let it out. If you don't have a mentor, you don't have somebody that you can talk to. If, it's, if, if in your community nobody's not coming to you, you have to start having that conversation with God with and, ha- and developing it yourself because that's a, another outlet to let things out. I know that when I I know that when I'm I'm able to get on my knees and say it and tell it, it, it just seems like I get it off my chest, I get it off my shoulder, I get it off my mind, and other things start to occur and happen. And and God answers your prayers. So. If you feel like you can't do that in this day in this day and time, and you don't have that type of community support, that's that's how I would handle handle getting the go with that still kill and you know that hopelessness to me and, and and start that process of getting out of it. That, that's a very important question because uh, for every attack, and I know Fred, you served some time in the military. For every attack, you got to have an counter. You have to have a counter attack. If you don't have a counter attack, you, you're not going to survive. Absolutely. And I think that's a very important question. And thank you so much, uh, Carla, for that for that that insight. Uh, I'm interested to hear, and I want to bring Dr. Tobias back in it, but I'm interested to hear, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Walker, you talked about, um, you piggybacked uh, earlier on some things in terms of relativity and um, just that connectability. What, what are some of the, um, what, as to connect, um, how, what would you say to the listener who might not understand, because some people have fears, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't involve. Some people can see hurt, see pain, but don't know what to say, don't know how to engage. Uh, what would you say to that person of overcoming that barrier of fear to connect? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good question. I'm almost, I was almost lost, but I'm going to attack it from the perspective of the fear of not knowing what to say. We know that. If someone needs assistance, you can always recommend that. But honestly, you don't really have to say much. Mm. Silence is healing as well. Wow. We are trained in the clinical field to use clinical silence, an appropriate silence. Sometimes folks just need to be heard and for you to be a true listener. So I always tell folks sometimes if you feel like you are lost for words, it might not be time for you to speak. Wow, 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 that's 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 real. That's real. That that man, that's 
Say it again. <laughs> if you ever feel as if you're in a predicament and you're in a conversation with someone and they're sharing and you are lost for words, that may be because there are no words to be said. Wow. That's your silent moment. That's your silent moment. And let that silence ride. And silence for some people is uncomfortable. But we train our, our clinicians to use silence wisely because if you share or you have a rebuttal or you want to provide information too soon while that person is in that healing moment, they can retract. Wow. So our, our job is to hear them out, let them release what it is that they have to say, and, of course, provide, after everything is done, a level of encouragement or even a referral. And if nothing else is, man, you know what, thank you for sharing, and I'm concerned about you, and I care about you. And if, you know, I want you to help you to, you know, get you some help or I want you to talk to somebody. You know, you don't want to leave them void. That's, that's interesting. And I know, Fred, you, you're going to come in and I'm going to ring in Dr. Tobias. But one of the, Dr. Tobias, one of the things that uh, I know when I was going through my depression, one of the things that I felt people were saying, I'm sorry, doing, was that they weren't listening. Yeah. They were hearing me and formulating what they wanted to say to what I was saying, but not really listening to what I was saying. And, and, and that can cause a, like you say, retract, retreat, and you revert back to that shell. So, so, so Fred, I know you want to, you want to comment uh, on, on what Dr. Walker was just saying. No, I was just going to say, going back to one of the conversations you and I had the other day in reference to, you know, I'm always listening to people, you know, when, when we're on the phone, and, and Dr. J will tell you, I'm all, she's like, you always, I always listen to them because they need to get that off their chest. You never know which state of mind, so it's practical. Us apply that as, as, as preachers, as just people in the community, we do that automatically because a lot of people, like 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 Dr. Zay said, they want to just get it off their chest. They want somebody to just listen, and I'm just accustomed to doing that. And that's some of those things when we're out walking, those are some of the things that I do. I just listen to them and continuously let them talk, get it off. And sometimes you don't have to say nothing. It's just the fact that they got it off. So I just wanted to comment on that. It kind of revert back to our conversation saying that because we was on the phone for a long time the other yeah. day. Yeah. This is somebody that was venting and that was going through something and, you know what I mean, felt, you know, they just needed to talk to us and that comfort. That agony. And that reassurance of, of, of that they're doing the right thing or, you know, that frustration of not getting support. So it'd be, you know, be a lot of that. So, you know, I, I can relate. Uh, Dr. Tobias, we want to bring you back into the conversation. I know you was about to say something earlier. Um, I would like to hear your, your, your insight on, on, on that that silence uh, aspect, that clinical silence uh, being used in the affirmative. Um, one of the chapters that I, and, and I, 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 I think I revert back to my book because it's, it, is, it is my experience. Uh, the last chapter in the book is called Surviving the Pregnant Pause. When, when you know there's, there's a silence that is louder than an atomic bomb. Mm. It's a silence where as Elijah stood in the cave, the fire came, but God was not in the fire. The earthquake came and the mountain shook, but the answer was not in the, in the earthquake. The wind blew, but the answer, but then a still small voice. And, and, and I see that, that therapeutic silence as that space of revelation where the Holy Spirit go, speaks to a place that, that speaks to the heart of the matter and, and, and pulls out more in that nanosecond 
than a trained clinician could pull out in, in, in 10 sessions. Hmm. Um, it's powerful. It, 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 hmm. it is powerful. Um, in my journey, I, ha- I had to come to a place where I knew that in my depression, many times depression, let, let me phrase it like this. Many of my depressive moments have been sparked by triggers that my suffering is meaningless. And if we know that my suffering is meaningless, and to speak with what our brother Fred Walker talked about in terms of connecting with this generation, they, the millennials see this, they have been taught through commercialism to see their sense of value in what they drive, what they wear, in name brands, things of that nature. True meaning is not found in pleasure about how much excitement I can have. It's not found in power, how much money I can accumulate and how much influence I have. But Jesus tells us true meaning is found in what we call redemptive suffering. And that I know that in all things, God is working for, the, for my good because I love God and that nothing is wasted. And so the trauma, the abuse, the lies, the deceit, the alcoholic father, the deceptive mother, the abusive policeman, the demeaning teacher, even though the enemy meant all of that for my bad, to cause me to lose hope in myself and, and also in God, I can look back today and say, and, but God worked it for my good. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense, Doc. Yes, yes. sir. And, and as yes. believers, man, as believers, so many believers don't understand the power of redemptive suffering. Uh, you have so many believers giving up on God, giving up on faith, giving up on their families, giving up on the church, giving up on Christ. Because they don't understand, they don't see any meaning to the suffering. And I think that is very key to understanding, even to overcoming depression, that there's a purpose for this, uh, that there will be joy after this, there will be life after this, that, that, that yes. this is not Hallelujah. serious, it's a pause. Uh, Hallelujah. I oftentimes like to tell uh, in my <laughs> preaching that, that Calvary wasn't a period. Uh, because it was followed by the resurrection. So yeah. so, so what the devil Ooh. desired Calvary to be was a period. But God had a way of taking that period, adding a tail to it, giving it a uh, meaning to a comma, and, and, and Calvary no longer is a conclusion. <laughs> it's a continuation to something greater. So, so, yeah. so man, that is, that, is, that is powerful, Doc, and we thank God uh, uh, for that insight. Fred, I see you smiling, man. You want to you chime in? No, I'm just uh, – I'm just – excited about, you know, the, the, the dialogue, how Dr. Legron came in, how we tied it all into depression and, and giving different perspectives and, and clinical perspectives and pastoral perspectives and bringing it all in to God and, and, and bringing it back to the Bible. You know, so I'm just, I'm just smiling because of that. Like, <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, reflecting on the idea of um, that suffering and silence piece for healthy professionals. And the work that we do, you know, we're trying, we're, we're doing the work of the Lord, trying to save souls, trying to restore hope in the hopeless, um, and it's hard work. Yes. It is hard work. 
and we just have to stay mm-hmm. encouraged and um you know and stay encouraged and, and just despite those feelings of, of of defeat that try to creep up on us you know because we already have the victory and what's interesting is the devil will play a trick and, and paint a picture one way but that's not the true picture exactly it's distorted it's distorted and our efforts you know every Every step you guys take in the community street soldiers, every effort, it might feel like, man, these kids aren't listening, but I'm telling you, in Dr. LeGrone, you can attest to this too in your clinical career. How many cases have you thought, Lord, I'm not helping this kid. I'm not helping this family. And then years later, you run into that person and tell you how blessed they were receiving Amen. So I just encourage you all who are part yeah. of that Amen. street soldier program to keep on trucking. And um, for all those out there who have giving hearts, who are um, in the work of bringing people to Christ and restoring hope to the hopeless, keep your head up. It's all God is still in control. It's all okay. But you mentioned something, Dr. Walker, that it's hard work. And I believe uh, the, the, the Word of God attests to that when Paul says, let us not be weary yes. in well-doing. Yes. Well-doing wears on you. Yes. You know, it 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 becomes if it's a blessing to do it, but if you don't do it with the right spirit, it becomes mm-hmm. a burden. And I believe a lot of believers have become weary. The Bible does not say don't be tired right. in well doing. You say don't get weary. Uh, and I think there's a there's a there's a reason because they're not the same. Mm-hmm. When you become weary, you you're beyond exhaustion. You don't want rest. Right. You no, know, you you won't you won't you, you want reclusion. You, mm-hmm. you you're done with. Oh. It. Right. You're tired. You want to you want to be restful. You want revival. You want renewal so you can move forward. Mm-hmm. So I believe a lot. Of, we all get tired. Yeah. But when we yes. don't when we don't use our tiredness in the right perspective to be restful, to get revived, to get renewed, we we go beyond being tired to becoming weary, mm-hmm. and then the people mm-hmm. that we're serving becomes problematic. You know, we don't want, we, we don't, we, not only don't we like them, we don't like God, we don't like nothing. So, and, and, and I think that is the, that's where the church is today, because this can become, and I'm, I'm probably sure Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, LaCroix, 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 I want to get your name right, Doc. Doc, doc, Dr. T? Dr. T. Dr. T. Dr. T. Okay, Dr. T. Dr. T. I, I, I got that. Dr. T, I know, I know you can talk about, man, just, just. Dealing with people in their state of hopelessness. The, the, the way I recharge is, is is having a good team of people who lift your spirit. Uh, it, it's important um, to, to go bowling, to go fishing. Uh, if, if we are if we are always pouring out, and the pitcher gets empty, how does our pitcher get refilled? As pastors. We need sabbaticals. Uh, our congregation need to understand that after we pour out, say, you know, six or seven sermons, hey, we need a, we need one of the local preachers or bring in a guest to preach so we can have a breather that week. Uh, you and the family, you know, fam- and as church workers and the work that, that Brother Fred and, and Dr. Jay is doing, Dr. Janique is doing, and, and, and the street soldiers and you, and you passed at Shiloh, you know, there has to be time. This is going to be a great event of hope for the community. You're putting in work. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be re-energizing for the community. But, hey, after this event, there needs to be a time where you guys can get away to recharge because you're, you're not just 
that was so powerful. You said being tired and being weary. You're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Wow. You're wrestling against principalities. So, so you're working and you're getting tired, but then that weariness is dealing with that the psychological, emotional, mental state. And when we get to we get to a place of weariness, we we don't think straight. We don't make good decisions. So we need a good team around us that understands that hey, pastor needs to get away for a couple of weeks. Uh, the team wow. needs a break. Uh, let's not bother. Uh, uh, our leadership this week. They they need they need to go fishing. They need to go to the beach, and they and they, and don't discuss. And when you with you, when I'm with my group, if I'm with if I'm with my support group and we're we're bowling, the the number one rule we don't discuss business. We're bowling. We're playing video wow. games. We're not talking about church. We're not talking about any events coming up. Because we need those times of refreshment. Because if we don't, we end up like Elijah under the broom tree. <laughs> Listen, for those who are listening, this is Suffering Inside. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. coming to you live from the broadcasting booth here in York, Pennsylvania. And we got on the, we got on the broadcast with us tonight, Dr. T. Uh, that, that's for Tobias Legrone out of uh, North Carolina. He's just giving his voice to this conversation. We also have Dr. Janique Walker and Brother Fred Walker, and we're just having some candid conversation about overcoming depression and how life can become weary. Life weary. Uh, life can be challenging. Life can be overwhelming. But the Word of God reminds us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, that through Christ we already have the victory. Uh, we want to thank God for our, our executive director, uh, I'm sorry, executive producer. Uh, he's giving us some more time tonight, so we're going to go, all, if, if, if our guests uh, don't mind, we're going to go to, well, to 9.30 our time, 8.30 uh, Central Time. And so we, uh, Dr. Uh, Legron, can you stay on an extra 30 minutes? I, 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 I hang in there, Doc. I hang in there, Doc. Hang in there, Doc. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always about so, <laughs> <laughs> so we're so grateful to have you, man, uh, on this conversation, Doc. And uh, I think I think St. John Chapter 4 is a good place to uh, continue this conversation. We always try to weave the word into our discussions. Uh, even though we need cl clinical uh, counseling, I really believe that the power uh, is in the word. And uh, St. John Chapter Number 4 is so many so many dynamics, so many nuggets in that chapter of how God or how Christ engaged that woman and brought her from a place of brokenness to a place of weariness. Uh, talk a little bit about that 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 pause, man. We talked about that. Uh, I think you mentioned the pause earlier, and and Jesus had to pause because the text says he was there waiting on her, and so there was a, there was a sense of silence in his life. And there was a sense of silence in her life because she was leaving the city alone, going to the yes. well. Yes, and she had no expectation upon meeting a man at the well at that time of the day. And, and, and never did she expect to meet the Messiah, the son of the living God. And, 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 and the, she tries to redirect the conversation when Jesus tells her, you know, um, uh, 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 when you talk about living in spirit and in, in, in truth, the way you, she tries to divert the conversation by talking about what mountain 
the Jews worship on as compared to what Malcolm and Samaritan worship on. But Jesus keeps the focus right on her. Then something else happens, and, and, and uh, this woman's defense mechanism comes up. She lies. And she, when Jesus said, go call your husband, she said, I have no husband. But watch this. Jesus said, you, you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your own. So, so watch this, this psychological shift. She comes to the realization that this man already knows my mess, but he still chooses to love me. Mm. That's where and we that, have to meet people at. Exactly. That, 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 that's the meaningfulness of ministry. Um, I, I, I appreciate this, and uh, uh, this is one of the conversations that I, that I have, and I want to bring in Dr. Walker and Fred, uh, because when you look at this story, Doc, there's a seventh man uh, perspective on this. Um, and the interesting thing about what Christ says is that she's had five husbands. He does not say she was married five times. That's right. Amen. And, and, and the implication would suggest that she's comfortable with being with men that don't belong to her. Hello. My mom. And, she's being in second place. Yeah, she's comfortable. She, she, she's comfortable coming to a conclusion that I'm not worth it. I'm not worth being the only yeah. one. She was the ultimate yeah. side for the listeners out Hello. There. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, Dr. Walker uh, is, is getting riled up in the broadcasting booth, y'all. But yes, listen, sir. Yes, sir. and I want to bring you in on this. Uh, when you look at this story, and I'm going to get Fred in this, uh, Christ says that she had five husbands, of, which means that there were five married men in her life that didn't belong to her. She was with one at the time she met Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's six. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the seventh man in her life. Yeah. And when wow. she comes to Christ, she goes and tells everybody in the city, come meet the man I've been waiting for. And she brought the men of the city to meet Jesus. Amen. And, and that, is the, that, is the, that is the victory that we have, that Christ is the seventh man. He's the perfect, he is the perfection of what we need to overcome any type of spiritual attack. And that's why, going back to what you said earlier, Doc, the thief come but to steal, kill, and destroy. But because he is our perfect sacrifice, we have life in him. I want to get you back in that conversation, man, because you just unquote, uh, unpacked some nuggets. But I got Fred here. Hello. He's smiling, man. He's he beaming. So we're going to get Fred and then Dr. Janique, and then we'll get back to Dr. Legrone. No. Hello. I'm just, you know, it's just, it's just like I said, just, um, interweaving everything into life and, and the Bible and you know I'm just I keep smiling about it because it makes sense and it, and it definitely you know I'm a practical person when I see things and hear things it's like okay now I can apply that you know and understand it so you know hearing these different perspectives and, and hearing how she brought those seven men to you know seven men in, to that one place it's just interesting to me that you know and you apply it to real life situations and maybe you hope that there are other people that can understand that and it, don't, it doesn't go over the head to understand this this person. Hello. Six men. Or is he this? Hello. Did we lose you? Hello. No. Hello. I, I, somebody saying hello. Yes. Yes. My, yes. It's, oh. Is this a caller? Yes. Yes. My name is Danny. I'm I'm calling. Hey, Danny. 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 How you doing, Danny? Uh, I'm wondering why I I heard. I saw the uh, the uh, broad the broadcast on Facebook, and and I I called the number, 
and I've been I've been listening. Uh, this this is great. Who who are you guys? <laughs> well, this is Suffering Insiders, man. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthour, here in York, Pennsylvania. We have on the broadcast line with us Dr. Tobias Legron in in, um, in North Carolina. In the broadcasting booth with us, we have Dr. Janique Walker and her husband, uh, Brother Fred Walker. And Doc, we're just glad to have you on the broadcast uh, wow. and tuned in on tonight. Uh, do you have a question or do you have something you want to add to the conversation? Please feel free. Well, I, I'm I'm just I'm just grateful that that who, whoever posted posted the uh, the program, I I was able to to listen. Uh, G rap or something like that. I saw and I said I'm gonna I'm going to call and see. But I'm are, are you guys here every day? We're here every Thursday uh, at at this time. This is a this is a uh, a broadcast and it's entitled Suffering in Silence. GMAP One is a broadcasting network. It's almost like a radio station, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. Wow. And every Thursday night at eight o'clock Eastern Time, we have this broadcast, Suffering in Silence. It is a it is a platform for those who might be dealing with depression to be heard. And uh, and we have uh, on the line Dr. Dr. Tobias. Are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Yes. Hey, 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 uh, Doc, you want to say something to Danny? Danny, thanks for being on. Praise God. And we thank God you, you, you've been blessed from our conversation tonight. That's, that's why we're on. Praise you, God. You, Praise God. You guys, you guys are, are, you guys are great. I mean, uh, this is, I, I'll be tuning in. I'll, I'll be tuning in. I don't, I just think you guys are outstanding. I, I think I, I, I go I go through a lot of things and and I just don't I just don't say much about them and I, I love the, the the suffering and silence. It's like suffering without saying saying anything. This is this is great. I love hey, I love Danny, this. Where where are you from, Danny? I, I'm from San San Francisco. Wow. Wow. Well, nice, nice um, to meet you, Danny, and we're so grateful that you called in and you tuned in, and we are so um, elated to hear that you enjoyed the, the broadcast thus far, and we're happy to have you join the conversation. This is Dr. Walker. And uh, Suffering in Silence, Doc, uh, myself, I'm an author. That This broadcast was first uh, on the backside of a book that I wrote. Um, I, I've been pastoring uh, for, I've been preaching for about 35 years pastoring about 25 years, and during uh, a season of my life as a, as a senior pastor, I went through a, a cycle of depression. Uh, I was preaching on Sundays, preaching the Word of God, pastoring people, and I even wanted to commit suicide. Uh, there was a time in my life that I was, I was going to commit suicide. And, um, and through that experience, uh, the Lord allowed me to write a book, and uh, this broadcast is on the backside of that book. But on the other side of that book is another book, and that book is entitled uh, Waiting for My Water to Break. And that, that book is written by Dr. Tobias Legron, and he's the other voice that you heard. And so while I was dealing with depression, Dr. Legron talked about breakthrough and how to, that when you come over your season of depression, your life is not over, it's just beginning. And so we're so grateful to have your voice as part of this conversation. Uh, Dr. Uh, Legron, did you want to say anything else 
now that you've heard about uh, some of the things that he may be dealing with and Mike dealt with? Yes, I, I would hope that um, uh, b- before I make my statement, make doc, doc, Dr. Walker, if there's a way, and, and Dr. Uh, um, uh, to, to we gonna get, get his information. Yes. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. So there yes. will be some follow up on the back, on the back. End. Excellent, thank you. This, this what yes, I want to say, and, and this is what I say in closing, and 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 picking up on what Brother Fred Walker said. When the woman accepted the truth of Christ, it says she dropped her water pot and ran wow. back into the city. Women during wow. that day and time carried the water pot on their heads. And, 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 and that's where the enemy gets us. We, we, we try to keep up a persona in public, and we'll try to balance and calculate every step. I don't want anyone to know I'm dealing with uh, depression. I don't want anyone to know that I'm dealing with grief. So every public step is calculated, and we are balancing these dysfunctions, this brokenness on our head. When Jesus gave her permission to live in the truth of who she was, that he knew her sins, but he still loved her, it says she stopped allowing it to hang over her head. She dropped her water pot and ran into town and told everybody, come see a man. And and that's that's the freedom that Jesus Christ gives us. Listen, I believe in, in, in the power uh, the therapeutic process of psychology, be it cognitive behavior therapy, rational motor behavior therapy, psychodynamic, psychoanalytic, licensed clinical social work, it, run, it runs the gambit. I believe in all of that. But that only gives you clarity to your life. You need Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior to give you meaning. Clarity wow. is not meaning. Jesus gives you meaning, and psychotherapy gives you clarity to that meaning. And so I encourage, this is all I'm going to say tonight. I'm just thankful for for this show, thankful for Danny, thankful for Brother Fred, uh, Dr. J. I love them dearly. Pastor, I love you dearly. And uh, 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 I'm trying not to over-exude myself, and Dr. J. will explain to you. I hear your voice, man. Yes, yes. I I just just came out of a major surgery July 3rd. But I I thank God for the opportunity for being on tonight. I'm excited. And um, if if anyone would like to purchase my book, it's on Amazon. Uh, under yes. uh, Waiting for My Water to Break, How to Give Birth to Your God-Designed Destiny, or you can Google my name, Tobias, T-O-B-I-A-S, Legrone, L-A-G-R-O-N-E, Dr. Tobias Legrone. And I see my wife and daughter coming in, getting on me, because I still have not been released to drive yet, and I don't want to over-exert uh, myself, but I just get excited in the Holy Spirit. You can tell I have not preached. Uh, since the beginning of June, uh, since June, so I'm going to sign off and be obedient. But that, but, that but, but Dr. Walter, bless you. That, that I love you, Dr. Walter. Major reconstruction when you're done. But listen, Dr. Dr. Legron, <laughs> uh, before you leave, uh, Danny, are you still there? Uh, Danny, are you still there? You must have signed out. Danny, if you're still listening, we'd like for you to to call back in. 
uh, we'd like to uh, hear, hear from you uh, a little bit more. So if you're still listening to our voices on, online, call back in. Uh, uh, i got a couple of questions I want to ask. But Dr. Lebron, Lebron, could you give us your church information in case somebody who's listening might find their way to your city and uh, they'll know how to contact you or contact your church and, and come and worship with you? Thank you, Dr. Waltower. You can find us at soulhcf.com. That's for Soul House Christian Fellowship. Go to soul, S-O-U-L-H-C-F.com, or you can email me at TobiasLagrone at gmail.com. First name, T-O-B-I-A-S-L-A-G-R-O-N-E at gmail.com. And uh, you can worship with us right in Greensboro, North Carolina. All our information is on our website at soulhcf.com. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, Doc, give your best. Give our best to your family, man. It's a pleasure talking with you. Uh, thank you so much for giving us those nuggets. We're going to have you back on this broadcast. Uh, this this was the first, but it won't be the last. Uh, and again, uh, if they're interested in finding your book, they can go to Amazon, type in your name. And uh, yes, do you have a personal ministry uh, website for your personal ministry? No, sir. No, sir. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. God, thank you so much, man. We're going to be talking with you real soon. God bless you, Doc. God bless everybody. Bless you. Have a good night. Bless you, Doc. For those who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. And on the broadcast line with us, that was Dr. Tobias Legrone of, of North Carolina, sharing his, his wisdom, his knowledge, and understanding uh, on the, the, the psychology, the psychosis of our faith and, and overcoming depression. Uh, we have here with us in the broadcasting booth Dr. Janique Walker and uh, Brother Fred Walker, and we're going to continue this conversation for about another 20 minutes. Uh, we had a young man to uh, to dial in by the name of Danny, uh, and he just sounded just so so moved um, by hope. Yes, Amen. absolutely. Amen. Thank you, Danny. We really appreciate you calling in. Amen. And that's what we want to continue to encourage. You know, we want to continue to encourage the people to hear our voices hear our stories, you know, come closer to God and, and um, you know, just get that same feeling that we get when we talk about God and when we talk about our situations and how we came through them. So we want to bring other people through their situations and, and continue to provide hope, just like, you know, the fest that we have. And I guess we can kind of allude on Hope Fest and the things that we're doing for the community. Dr. J, you want to? Yes, you want me to talk about Hope Fest? Yeah, I think okay. that's, that's our segue into that. <laughs> <laughs> But I just talk about Hope Fest. Um, reflecting on that. Well, um, Hope Fest is an event that we are um, hosting uh, through uh, Shiloh Baptist Church. It's a week-long event from July 29th to August the 4th. And the focus is to um, bring hope and encouragement to the community. We have events that are designed to um, engage people in the act of spiritual connection through praise and worship, as well as a community service and fellowship, and fellowship, which are all strengths to build on resiliency and hope. So um, July 29th, if you're in New York, Pennsylvania area, we encourage you to come out and visit us at Shiloh Baptist Church. We're hosting a movie night. Yes, a movie night. Um, the movie will be The Black Panther. We're calling it um, The Movie Under the Stars. So um, it's an outdoor movie. We have a huge inflatable screen, and we'll have great fellowship together. You can arrive um, at the church, which is 740 West Locust Street. Come meet us in the rear of the church. 
we have a park right behind us called Vance Park, and we'll have the screen set up, and we should be ready to start the film at dusk around 8.15, 8.30, but you are welcome to come at 7.45 to fellowship with us. Um, the next day, which is July 30th, we are hosting a community cleanup that's led by the Community Street Soldiers. And again, the location is right here at the church. You'll meet us in the rear of the church off of Salem Street. And um, we're going to be cleaning up the West End from 1 o'clock to 3, from 1 p.m. to 3. And yes, all hands on deck. If you have some extra time, come and join us. July 31st, July 31st, we have two giveaway schedules. The first is a bus pass giveaway located in New York at, at York in the downtown bus terminal. We will be um, there from 9 a.m. to 12 noon, giving out free bus passes, ministering to people, offering prayer. We will then transition to a gas station. Um, it's located, um, well, we're going to be giving away free gas, but we're asking people to come and um, pull into the Prentissat location, which is, I believe, 1100. 1011. 1011. Mm -hmm. Okay, 1011. 11, Mark, what's Marcus? Okay, thank you. If you heard Fred, he's got it better than I do. <laughs> we'll be out there praying for folks and offering free gas from uh, 2 to 5, okay? So come out here and join us on the 31st. Um, Friday, Friday, we have a community wellness block party. Community wellness block party. Again, come on back to Shadow, 740 West Lopez Street, right in the rear of the church near Bass Park. We have some vendors who can do health screening, all kinds of community resources. If you need some assistance and want to know who, what, when, where, and how, come on to this health fair. Free food, games for the kids. You will definitely enjoy yourself. That same evening, we're hosting a panel discussion. There was an event that occurred in the New York City area over 50 years ago, which there was a riot. And it's the 50th anniversary of this riot. We want to have a candid discussion about the history of that event our efforts to overcome it thus far, and future plans and how we can build unity and resiliency in the community. Saturday, if you love basketball, come on back to the same park. Yeah, we are using that park up. Come on back. <laughs> Saturday, we have a three-on-three -three basketball tournament beginning at 10 o'clock in the morning, and we, are, um, we have two groups of, of folks playing. We have a, a youth tournament and also an adult tournament. And we'll be out there till about 3 o'clock. If you love basketball, come out to Dance Park and show some love and support. We'll be happy to have you. And then finally, our grand finale. I guarantee you, you do not want to miss this. We have our Praise in the Park event and our outdoor pet service. The Lord is going to show up. Amen. I am telling you, by the sound of my voice, do not miss this service. You will be healed and you will be delivered and God is going to be answering some prayers. Our service will start at 10. We have a, um, a gospel concert following the service. Come and join and fellowship with us. I'm telling you, it's going to be an awesome time. Don't miss it. Hope Fest 2019. If you want to know more information about Hope Fest, because I know it was a lot to take in, come and visit us on our website at www.spcurope.org. Or if you want to contact me, feel free to email me at hopefest at spcurope.org. That's hopefest at spcurope.org. We look forward to hearing you. If you run into me, I'm Dr. J. I'll be wearing um, a, a gold shirt. I hope I can find you for those who call it in. But just say you heard me on the radio, and I would love to give you a big hug. <laughs> wow, I know that's a lot going on. And we're just so grateful, uh, in addition to the Shiloh Baptist Church family, our community partners have really stepped up and yes. really have come alongside us to uh, make this event a, a event uh, that represents the kingdom of God on so many levels. 
to, to ministering where they are, the least, the lost, and the left out. Um, um, uh, we got about maybe another 15 minutes, and I know we've had a very captivating conversation. Again, uh, Danny uh, from San Francisco, who called in earlier, if you are still listening, we would like for you to call back in. Uh, if you are listening tonight and you do want to call in, you can dial in uh, by calling area code 302-202-1110. And when you dial in, hit the access code 538-661. Again, 302-202-1110, access code 538-661. And that will get you to be a part of this conversation about really uh, suffering in silence. And as Danny mentioned, it's, it's suffering and not saying anything. Uh, Dr. Walker, what would you talk about? How would you address and what would you say to those who are out there? And I want to hear from Fred also, uh, who might be suffering. And like Danny said, going through things in life and not saying a word, just suffering in silence. What would you say to those individuals? Well, Juan, I want you to know you are not alone. And as Fred mentioned earlier, you can always get on your knees and pray. Matter of fact, you don't even have to get on your knees. That's a formality. You can always have a connection to the Lord and speak to him and speak to him. I want you to know that there are resources out there, okay? There are helplines out there. I'm going to I'm going to state a helpline for you to call if you ever need someone to talk to or if you're contemplating suicide. This is a helpline that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is, it is 1-800-662-HELP, H-E-L-P. And this is a national helpline. It is free. It's confidential. Available 365 days a year, and they will be able to provide referral services for you to connect you to someone professional um, if you need someone to talk to. Yeah, so definitely, um, you know, don't go through this by yourself. Um, like Dr. J says, you know, we have a, a lot of resources that's out there. You know, Brother Danny or anybody that's out there in the in the world that listens to our broadcast. You know, definitely, I think that's the the, the common the common denominator that we all want to let you know to, to get some assistance, you know, and get yourself out of that, that, that hopeless state, state of mind and, and continue to, you know, push forward. Cause you know, as, as, as Dr. Walter said, you know, he, he wanted to commit suicide and we're, we're happy to have him here because, and we're happy to, to know that he did not because he provided so much for so, so many people in our community. And I think that's the same thing that other people can do in their communities or you you know you never know what your purpose is until you get to that that definite so you know continue to you know push forward continue to figure out what it is that god has in store for you and which which you're able to you know give to somebody else because that's what it's all about. we're looking to give people a hand up in this community and, and stabilize them so they don't have to go through depression or hopelessness so you know i think it's important and that's okay for those of you who are listening that uh, there is purpose behind the pain, that uh, the word of God reminds us all things work together for the good, that suffering is redemptive. Um, the power, the purpose uh, that God takes and uh, through painful experiences, painful situations, uh, and he has a way of turning it around to our good. And it's not by accident that you're listening to this broadcast and that you're on assignment. And we're just so grateful to have uh, to, to have had uh, Dr. Tobias Legrone uh, as well, sharing his voice, sharing his uh, his his perspective on on this 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 attack. It, it is a spiritual attack. The Bible calls it the spirit of heaviness. In Isaiah 61 and three, uh, God says, "I'm going to give you the garment of praise." 
for the spirit of heaviness. And so depression is a spirit. It is a spiritual attack, and you cannot fight it alone. Uh, the enemy wants you to be isolated. He wants to steal, kill, and, and if he can steal and kill from you, he will get you in a position where you destroy yourself. He doesn't have to do for you what you will eventually do for yourself. Uh, we have a couple more minutes here tonight. Uh, I want to uh, uh, give some more time to Dr. to Dr. Walker and to, to Fred talk about some things that you may have wanted to share. We didn't get a chance to, and uh, to uh, just add to this conversation. It's been so flavorful on tonight. Yes, yes, we have a couple of minutes, and I'm, I'm actually going to take a step back in um, the hope that to let folks know that um, the services and the events that we're offering are free. So please don't let that uh, be a deterrent for you. Come on down and join us. Again, um, come visit us at um, www.sbcnorth.org for more information. You can even um, look up Saddle Baptist Church on Facebook and find our flyer. And my email is hopefest at sbcnorth.org. I want to give a shout out to some of our sponsors. Very grateful for Family First Health out of York, Pennsylvania. Um, let's see. Uh, Latino Unidos out of York. The Children's Aid Society. Um, Integrity First. And I hope that I'm not missing anyone, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no and S. Wiley. have been the York County Community Foundation. Uh, I've come alongside the uh, Black Ministers Association, BMA, Logos Academy, who's coming on with the uh, with the panel discussion, uh, uh, Family First, yeah, I believe, exactly. uh, uh, health providers, um, the city of York, who've come in York, and just yeah. stepped up uh, 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 just, just tremendously. The York City Police Department have yeah. been a partner with us. Um, and so we're just so, so very grateful. Other churches that's come in, provided resources. We're just so grateful uh, to God be the glory. Uh, this Hope Fest is all about the kingdom. Yes. And uh, we're living in a day and time where people are losing hope on mm -hmm. so many levels, nationally, uh, across this country. We, we see it, we engage it, where uh, the national uh, climate is one of hopelessness and despair. And I just believe that God is going to use this event not only to inspire hope and instill hope, but to but to ignite the spirit of hope, and that is Christ himself. He is the hope that keeps us hoping that, that, that no matter what we face, we know that in the end we got the victory. Yeah, I just wanted um, Dr. Jay to kind of go in and, and reference to what inspired, and, you know, let, let everybody know what inspired Hope Fest, how was it birthed, and how, how was the need so special here in Europe? Yes, yes. You know, there's um... – the, the idea of Hope Fest was a discussion between myself, Pastor, you know, you said. <laughs> but the, uh, we were just reflecting on the needs of the community and just some of the challenges the community has had in regards to um, violence and issues with poverty and low income and, you know, the, the, the lack of health, re health resources in different areas. And we were just trying to figure out how can we be more relatable and meet people where we are because, you know, we want to be able to minister to people and introduce people to Christ. But to be honest with you, people are dealing with life. You know, that's a whole other story in itself. And life is very challenging. Amen. And how is, it, 
how am I able to have this conversation when I have immediate needs, my basic needs? If you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you've got to have your basic needs met before you can evolve into a higher level of self-actualization or even, in that sense, healthy spirituality and et cetera. If, if your needs are met, you don't have housing, you don't have um, any food in your home, you're stressed out, you're unemployed, there's shootings and violence in your neighborhood, we have to address those things. And then they also come from a perspective of love, you know, be a reflection of Christ through action and demonstration and love and understand that Jesus did not say the four walls of the synagogue. He went out there to the people. Amen. He had no judgment. The woman at the well, she had a history. He knew her history. He acknowledged her history. So she, the only reason why he acknowledged her history is so that she can recognize this person is somebody special. And he read through me. But it wasn't to cast judgment. Mm. It was to let her know, in spite of your history, I still love you and I value you. And I want you to know that you are someone special. And I'm here to work with you. You don't have to hide. and You don't have to come to the well in the hottest part of the day. You're just as valuable as any of the other women. Mm. And God is a good God. And we're so grateful for this idea of Hope Fest to be able to nurture and, and show love to the community, you know. Um, so come on down. This is, you know, we, we don't care who, what, when. There's no judgment. We just want to relate and fellowship with you. I mean, I mean, the other flip side to that, um, you know, as we walk around from the streets from perspective, you know, we go door to door. We see so many different things. We see, you know, people that are, are in different states of their life. And um, it was good for us to find the different, you know, us not from, for us not to be from here, to find different resources to be able to connect them with, yes. you know, and help them understand that, you know, there's, there's food pantries, there's um, help with, you know, different services like rent, you know, all these different things. And it was good for us to have those, those different um, resources to provide to them and let them know where to go at so they understand that, you know, it's, Sometimes it's hard to navigate through all of this information and yeah. everything, you know. Everything. You guys became advocates. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, advocates you know, and, 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 being and access. And access. And access. Yeah. Access. You know, and not, not only that, just, you know, people, I mean, I'm going to go up first starting now helping people with jobs and getting them in different positions and, you know, you know, people that just lost their jobs and us ministering and praying for people while we're out on these walks. You know, um, we, was, we were walking on one of the streets and I remember the lady just was like, so ecstatic to see us and ask us just to pray for her, you know, of, of in her state of mind and what she was what she was going through. So imagine that she was suffering in silence. She was suffering in the house. It was an older lady. She yep. was suffering, and she came out and she saw us, and it was like it all came out. And, you know, you know, Pastor was able to minister her and pray to her. So those are the we're, we're going to those people yes. and helping them in in their homes and you know telling them that, you know to come to the, the kingdom if if they so be it. If not, we'll come to you. Yes, and that's, 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 I'm happy you mentioned the component of prayer, and that, again, we can suffer in silence and meeting prayer. And that's why prayer is a big component of hope that. Amen. It is. That's Amen. We built in the component of prayer, and we will be offering prayer to folks, not fortunate, but it's an offer, because we know that people are walking around with heavy burdens. And the thing is, we never know what people are going to come you to us with. You never know. You never know. know. A person yes. may be at that pump or at that, at that uh, bus station. That's right going through some type of stress, some type of hopelessness, depression, suicide, whatever it is. And, again, we don't know what we're going to encounter out there, but we're prepared. You know, and that's the same thing when we got when we're going out and we're doing these different events, we're prepared. We have, you know, the congregation there to, to, to rally around people, to be there for them, to pray for them, and pray them out of their situations and let them know, you, you know, you, you're loved, you're careful. Amen. Wow. Amen. 
This has been a very robust conversation. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthar. Uh, this has been Suffering in Silence. Uh, I want to thank our, 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 our uh, guest tonight, uh, Dr. Janique Walker, uh, Brother Fred Walker, and all the way from uh, North Carolina, uh, Dr. Tobias Legron. Uh, and we're just so grateful to have you uh, tune in with us on tonight. I want to invite you to come back next week, same time, same place. Well, no, next week we will not. No, yes, we will. Because Thursday is a free night, so there's nothing going on Thursday. So next Thursday, we will be here doing the Hope Fest uh, time, and, and we'll be able to bring you up to speed on what's going on at Hope Fest and to give you a kingdom report that Christ is exalted and souls are being saved and the saints of God are being revived. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out on Amazon. Uh, go to Amazon. You can type in Suffering in Silence, um, The Journey to Overcoming Corporate Depression. It will give you access codes to our book. You can order it there. You can, co- you can contact my personal website, uh, www.drltwm.org. Go to the bookstore and uh, follow the prompts there. You can find the book, uh, Suffering in Silence, on GMAP1 Broadcasting Network. Go to www.gmap1.com. Go to the bookstore, and you can find it there. Again, this has been Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthar. Talk, uh, thank you for tuning in on tonight once again to our executive uh, producer, the one and only Kevin Strider, keeping it down in Southtown. We'll you. see you next week, same, pl- same time, same place on the GMAP1 Broadcasting Network. Before we close, we're going to close out with a word of prayer. Dr. Walker, would you like to close us out with yes, prayer on tonight? Gracious Father, we come to you humbly, O Lord, and we just want to praise and thank you, dear God, for this blessing, this broadcast today, dear God. We ask that any person who is listening, O Lord, whatever their needs are, dear God, that you answer this prayer, dear God. Lord Jesus, you know that we have hope that's coming, God, and we just ask that you continue to bless that again, O Lord, and that souls be used to souls be saved. Lord, and that you just protect all those who are volunteering and that these events run smoothly, dear God, because that's for your glory, God. We ask that you continuously restore hope to the hopeless. Mm. Yes, God, and let us be a reflection of your love, because that's the intent of this service and, and these activities, Lord. We want to thank you, God, for an opportunity to serve, and we want to thank you for all that going to be done and all the gloriousness that the success of this event, Lord, and saving souls and bringing people to Christ. God, we ask that those who are hurting, God, that their spirits be humbled mm. and tell someone what's going on, Lord, to know, to know that they're no longer, there's no longer need for them to suffer in silence, but God, that we're there to listen to them and to provide them with services and things that they need. So God, we give you all the glory, we give you all the honor, and all the praise. And we give you so much praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Again, this is your host, Dr. Larry Walter. This has been Suffering in Silence. Uh, we'll be seeing you next week, same time, same place, on the GMAT One Broadcasting Network, the number one motivational, uh, inspirational broadcasting network on the planet. See you next week, same time, same place, same channel. GMAT One Broadcasting Network. Peace. Like that. Line muted.